Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. What's going on, family? It's your man, Gerard Bonner of Bonnerfied Radio, and this is On Course with Heart Ramsey. We call these sessions Heart to Heart. It's the opportunity for us to kind of pick the brain of Pastor Heart Ramsey, and you guys know he's got a great brain. He shares a lot of wonderful things with us, and he's hanging out with us today. Pastor Hart, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I am doing well. So we've been having some great conversations over these last few sessions, and we ended the last session talking about the importance and the value of friendship. And I really wanted to get into this because this gets a little touchy when you start talking about love and relationships, and that is friendships uh, with people of the opposite sex. I right. know that sometimes there are some some people who are just like, you know, they're totally cool with it and they have no problem. And then there are others who are like, absolutely not. You know, you can only have friends of the same sex. And if you have someone else, I need to know about them. I need to vet them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How should this be handled? Friends of the opposite sex, is that cool or nah? It depends. Okay. And let me say that it, I said a lot in the last podcast, but I want to, this is a good time to kind of clarify and kind of zero in on some specifics. Uh, one is, I believe that I've counseled couples where the guy comes into the relationship and he has friends that, that he knew before he met his wife. Right. And so um, he, he's carrying on a conversation with this woman and the woman, his wife is like, who's that? He, he says, well, that's a friend that I knew before I met you. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the discomfort for the wife is, well, if she is your friend, can I meet her? Right. And, 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 and let's, let's, let's deal with that. I think what has to happen is, is that when a, a marriage is, a, is about two people coming together and basically extinguishing the candle of their past of their of their lives and, and lighting a unity candle mm-hmm. uh, taking from a, a marriage um one of the things that happened in a marriage ceremony and so we established that the two become one and a part of that i believe should be introducing um uh the other to uh, one another to each other's friends now that's not always um, a thing that we could do all at once because sometimes you have different kind of friends like i have friends that i, I talk to once a year right I have some friends that, that I only talk to them when I go to certain locales mm-hmm. and we, we, we'll pick up right where we left off. And so what, what the biggest issue is, is to make sure that as much as possible, if your mate asks you who's that, it's, oh, that's so-and-so, let me introduce you. Right. That should be your first thing. Let me introduce you. Right. Uh, the, the, the problem comes in where if, if you have a friend that's been your friend, but this friend don't nece- does not necessarily care for the person that you married. Now that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. That's probably for another pack of uh, another podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I would say, I would say, Gerard, that yes, I think I think you should be able to you should be able to have friends of the opposite sex. And if you can't, you have a lust problem. And I'm speaking that generally and I'm I'm willing to 
to take the flag for that. Mm-hmm. If if you have to, if you have to, if you're attracted to every female, something mm. is wrong with you. Yeah. If you're a man, if you're attracted to every male, something is wrong with you. If you're a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is yeah. This I feel like <laughs> this is about to pop the cap on a bunch of things here. <laughs> so because this is an issue that I think a lot of couples. Um, married and unmarried are dealing with and I don't know that uh, we always deal with it in the most healthy ways initially so okay so let's say this is this is where it gets it gets fun you know let's say you have uh, a friend of the opposite sex that your spouse does not know about yet Uh, you create the scenario and you say hey okay well all right, let, let's meet or, you know, let's introduce or whatever or whatever. And then they come back with that mysterious sixth sense or whatever <laughs> they call it. Some call it intuition. Some call it sixth sense um, to say, ah, I don't like that person. Something's not right, right about that person. And I don't right. think you should hang with that person. Right. What happens now well i think uh and, and it comes down to normally when that happens let's talk about what happens when it happens uh, when something like that happens as, as it relates to the feeling of i think initially it shifts from being about the other person at, to the normal couple have an argument between them about trust hmm and uh, accusations and insinuations. You see what I'm saying? So it, be, it, 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 whenever that happens, it becomes now about the couple, not about the third person. And I think, rightfully so. I think it needs to be it needs to be settled as to. Um, I, I really, really discourage um, the. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't have a good feeling about this person. You should not see them anymore or talk to them anymore. I have a problem with that mm. because because what you're doing is you're making a decision. For your mate, when what you want is your mate to sense your discomfort or to understand your discomfort and make the decision themselves if a decision like that is to be made. Do right. I, is that making sense? Yes. So, so instead of saying, I don't feel comfortable even telling the person or having the couple say, well, I told him not to, not to ever talk to her again. To me, there's a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Th- that, that speaks to uh, uh, control. Mm. But at the same time, now I think the the uh, the mate who has the friend should really be concerned about why their mate is concerned about their friend. Right. That's what the couple should spend time getting to the root of. What is it about this person that you don't like? Now, if you've seen scenarios in movies where where um they walk into a, a situation, maybe a party. The guy and his wife and, and an old girlfriend comes up and she says, hey, she comes, she's hanging off of him and, right. and giving the f- full frontal hugs. Right. And, and, and that's on, you know, that, that's not cool. Yeah. So, so in a situation like that, it becomes clear to, to even blind Bartimaeus <laughs> right. that, that, <laughs> that if there wasn't something there or, or, or there wasn't a relationship, apparently this, this person would have liked it to be. And maybe, and sometimes friendship, Gerard, sometimes is is the next best thing to the relationship. Uh, I, I couldn't have you, I couldn't be in a relationship with you, so I just hang around and be your friend just in case. Mm-hmm. I just stay in your orbit just in case your relationship doesn't work out. <laughs> sometimes, you know, you have those kind of people. And I think um, our mates have a good sense of, sensibility about those kind of people. We should be 
really careful to listen to what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important. Um, again, on with everything that you said, because on one hand, I think some sometimes people can get defensive because it's like, wait a minute, I've been friends with this person X amount of years, and now there's something you don't like. And, you know, I think the approach is where it becomes very important because I think, and, and I've learned, <laughs> let me say that, I've, I've learned that, you know, if a woman is uncomfortable, there's a reason. Right. And finding out the reason or the process of finding out the reason can sometimes even be more important than the action that you take because at least you trying to find out the reason says you're important enough to me to find out what's going on. And then right. we can try to figure out, okay, if this is accurate or if it isn't. Now, there are some relationships um, that really run into some problems with, with some of these friendships, you know. So what, what does it mean if a person says, you know, hey, I've been friends with this person for 10 years. You know, I don't think it's fair that I have to end my friendship with them because we're married. What happens there? Because, you know. The reality of it is there are some friendships that end up being lost when people get married or through the process of marriage. What should happen there? Well, well the ideal, um, ideally, my, my earpiece came out, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ideally, ideally, what I think should happen is there should be a mature discussion. Okay. And, and, then, and I think also the nature of the friendship needs to be discussed what sure. what is what is the nature of it every friendship has a nature what what did it originate i mean is it someone you grew up with um you know i think there should be some explanation of the background it, first there has to be, there has to be again this conversation about it right. and and it should never be uh, um either or either you know it should never be you well if you're gonna be her friend and you can't be my husband i think that's a little bit juvenile depending on the situation sure. but at the same time if there's a legitimate cause for concern mm -hmm. on the mate's part about your friends, as a mature person, as a responsible person, you need to you need to at least amend the relationship. Sure. And I think one of the, you know one of the best things to, to allay those kind of fears or those those kind of concerns is is to is to um is to have your mate in the presence of the person. Right. I, I think one of the, you know I, I really believe that. There's a couple of things that happen, Gerard. Number one, sometimes what we're dealing with is a mate that came into the relationship with trust issues. Sure. It has nothing to do with your friend. It has to do with the fact that your mate maybe carries a wound, mm -hmm. maybe has been betrayed, right. maybe, maybe you, uh, is going through something as it relates to trusting uh, in, in, in these kind of situations. And it may be your assignment is to help your mate get past that. But it do, it's not going to happen by forcing them to accept a situation that they're not comfortable with. I think both of you are going to have to make an adjustment to get as close to each other as you can. Mm -hmm. And then, then you make the adjustment outwards. Yeah. You say, okay, baby, I understand. I understand. Um, it's not what you think. It's, not, it's nothing like what you're, you're supposing. Mm -hmm. But, I, but I, I, I do understand your concern. And, and if it will make you feel better, mm -hmm. I'll have a talk with so-and-so. As a matter of fact... You, I mean, how do you want us to do this? Right. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes it puts things in perspective. And I've had those conversations, and, and, and my wife will say, well, you know what? I, I don't want it to seem like I don't want you to be friends. It just, she'll say, well, it doesn't, it doesn't look good. Mm. And I said, okay, what, and I, what, how, how do you want me to make the adjustment? Right. What kind of adjustment would you like to see? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, 
And, and, and uh, uh, something as simple, like I had a friend when we first started, my wife and I first started dating, I had a friend that we uh, we only talk in the inbox okay. on social media. Um, and, and we'd cut up and we'd laugh. And her thing, her thing was, well, who's this person you're talking with? Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, it's a friend. And she said, she said well, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, let me let me introduce you all. I introduced them. They became the best of friends. Yeah. Now they talk and I don't talk. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's you stole my friend. So, <laughs> right. so, my, so my, my, I think what happens is that some, the, the key thing is that if, it's, if, it's, if it is a healthy relationship, that is the first thing. Right. You got to make sure it's healthy. It's not just something that you, it's not someone that you're just flirting around and calling me a friend. Yeah. There's a difference between a flirt and a friend. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make yeah. sure we, we have to be honest. We have to make sure this is not just something we're flirting with. This is someone that's an actual friend. And then if this person is a genuine person, because remember the Bible says a friend loveth at all times. Right. That's that's the, one of the basic definitions of, of a friend, a person that has walked through several seasons of life with me. Mm-hmm. And has been there for me and I've been there for them. I think those relationships, I think it's unfair to throw that away um, because um, because I don't know how to properly bring this person into now this this new I have a marriage now. I think this friend should be given the opportunity to be our friend. Because right. to me, the best friendships are the our friend friendships. My friends are my wife's friends. Right. Right. And her friends are my friends to some degree. In other words, I know them. I may not. I may not want to be um, uh, intimately uh, uh, acquainted with them in terms of. Uh, I don't know. I may not know where they live or who they. I don't know things about. But I know who they are. Right. And it's, I think it should be the same thing with, with uh, I was um, with especially for the man. And and my wife uh, uh, had some people that she worked with for years mm-hmm. in the beauty industry, and a couple of them were male. And and I'll be honest with you, I, I had one situation like, who's this dude? Mm, okay. And so she would laugh or I say, okay, well, let me, I need to introduce you guys. And she introduced me and, and other times, uh, uh, she'd say, well, ask so-and-so, ask my sister. Mm. And I, I asked this person, oh yeah, that's a friend of the family. And, and, and one time I was like, I don't want you talking to this person anymore. It's like, well, that's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You know? We have to be careful with that and make sure we have to number make sure that we are, I think it's our job to secure each other. Yeah. And in this our then it's our responsibility to deal with our insecurities. Wow. That's good. That's that, a lot. Yeah, th- that, that <laughs> statement took time to process. You know, we we have to s- s- say that again. Just say it again. It was, yeah, it was great. I think, I think it's our responsibility to secure each other, to make sure our mate is secure and feel comfortable, the, the, um, John Maxwell calls it the law of solid ground. Mm. Make sure that they don't feel that like the ground is will be, the ground will, will just be ripped from under them. Right. Then at the same time, we each have to deal with our own insecurities. We have to be honest about the fact that we're insecure about certain things. Like, I'm, I'll be honest with you, and please, uh, if you listen to this podcast, don't take this personally. I'm just saying this as an example. Most women don't care if you have an ugly girlfriend. That's the truth. <laughs> and if, if, I mean, you know, and, and I mean, if you're a dude and your wife is friends with, with a guy that look like Magilla Gorilla, I mean, you're not. You don't care. I mean, you don't care. But if, if, but then now, if she's the guy looks like a model, mm-hmm. or if of the girlfriend looks like a a star, mm-hmm. uh, or you see, what I'm saying it's a problem. Right. And I think what has to happen is we have to establish. It's important to me that we introduce, as I, I reiterate, we introduce our friends to our mate. And then we have to, Gerard, I want to add this. And then we, I think it's important for us to, um, 
to establish the categories of friends that they are. That's good. You know, I'm saying because all friends are created equally. Right. I mean, there's some there's some friends that are not that they're really acquaintances. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I don't think that though they should play into this. I'm talking about the the circle of friends. I'm talking about are your close friends, your real friends. Right. Um, the friends, and and I think, for example, if, if I married when when I proposed to my wife, there was there was a circle of people I told. Yeah. And and uh, all my friend friends knew. Mm-hmm. In other words, the people I talked to often. Right. Um. Um, they knew you and Yanni knew. Right, right. You know, you, the, uh, uh, um, my wife just met a, a friend. Um, she'd been knowing this friend, but she had a chance to talk to her. And the friend said to her, he told me he was going to marry you. Mm. And this is a female friend. I did. She, she, I mean, she, told me, she said, well, um, so she asked me, what was I going to do? Was I going to, uh, did I want to remain single? I said, no, I'm, I'm, I said, I'm going to get married. Yeah. When I start dating Candace, I told her, I'm going to marry her. Yeah. Yeah. You see, and I think that if they're that kind of friend, they should know and they should respect certain decisions you make. Right. And and if, and if they, they and the way y'all used to uh, communicate, you may not be able to communicate with that regularity anymore. Right. Uh, uh, you may not have the closeness, but you're still friends. Right. Uh, I pray that makes sense. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. And now, a word from our sponsor. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. There are now two ways for you to receive this regular encouragement via text message. Simply text Uplift to 46786 and you'll receive this regular encouragement on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To receive this encouragement on a daily basis, download the NCC Family app available in the app stores for Apple and Google Play. Once again, to receive Heart Ramsey's Uplift via text message, simply text uplift to 46786 and you'll be able to receive this encouragement on mondays wednesdays and fridays to receive heart ramsey's uplift on a daily basis simply download the free ncc family app available in the app stores for itunes and google play uplift your spirit encourage your heart and empower your walk subscribe today to heart ramsey's uplift Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. No, it it makes it makes perfect sense because I think what happens 
to people when they are single and transitioning into marriage, uh, there are a lot of adjustments. And one of those adjustments happens to be those types of friendships. You know, when you're single, you can kind of have what I'll call vague friendships. Yeah. You know, those kinds of friendships that, you know, you're cool with the people. You might flirt every now and again, but there's no harm, no foul. Like you're not reporting to anybody. You're not committed to anybody. So, okay. But when you get in that scenario where you are committed to somebody like you do have to be mindful of those kinds of things. So let's let's have this discussion because this is getting in people's business and it just is what it is. Um, So. I'm sure that there are people who are either in the process of getting married or who have gotten married who have people who are close to them, people who they call friends, who might have lived in this uh, area of ambiguity, let's okay. call it that. Um, how does a person manage to put up the necessary boundaries to allow that relationship to remain or he here's even a better question what is the process of them deciding if that friendship should remain in this new normal of marriage well i think first of all uh when you start talking about ambiguity <laughs> if, if, if it's a person that may have been a possible candidate mm -hmm. they, they cannot remain in your orbit mm. you could be friends only to the extent that that person is willing to be friends with you and your mate. And that's just, that is not, that's, that's not thus saith the Lord. That is me using the scripture that says, let not your good be evil spoken of, mm -hmm. um, um, shun the very appearance of evil and, and a whole bunch of a flea fornication. I could give you a brief, right. these very brief scriptural uh, directives that, that point to this because ambiguity is a funny thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a lot of people that, that get in trouble, get in trouble with situations that were ambiguous. Right. Um, I think the whole thing is, 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 I, I, I could say it like this, Gerard. Here's how I like to say it. It is the man's responsibility in a, in a friendship between opposite sex to protect his friend's chastity. That's good. And, it, and it's her responsibility to protect his integrity. Mm. So what, what it means is if we are friends of the opposite sex, I have no sexual interest in you. Right. And 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 you none in me. And and I want to protect how you look. Your chastity doesn't doesn't just involve your sexuality. It's how it appears to be. I don't want to give the impression that there's anything going on with us. And you have to protect my integrity so you don't give the impression anything is going on with us. And if if my if the if my friend of the opposite sex is failing at that, then I take that responsibility from her and I protect my own integrity. Right. And 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 if it's a female and her and her guy friend is not uh, putting a priority on protecting her chastity, she take the responsibility for, for responsibility from him and she protect her own chastity to let people to let it be established and people know there's nothing here. Right. You see, I mean, I hope that makes sense. And, and yeah. one of the things that's important to is that when it, uh, as we talk about ambiguous relationships is that I think it, um, even when even the single people should stay away from that. Sometimes you meet people that you're attracted to mm -hmm. and 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 um, and I think you should find a place for that relationship to land. Yeah. Don't let it be nebulous. Don't let it keep circling the airport. Mm -hmm. Give it a runway. Um, how do you do that? You define it. And, and people people know what it is. You put them in the friend zone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
or, 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 you, or you cut the relationship or whatever, but don't let it just hang around in midair because it, at some point it's going to try to land. Right. And so you determine where it's going to land. You call the runway. You'll be, you be landing on friend one way one, runway one. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you are in the friend, in the friend zone. Yeah. So that when you do get married to someone, if you do get married to someone, they know they already landed on the runway of friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you leave it up there ambiguous and nebulous, what ends up happening is um, you, 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 get pro- you propose to someone, you get engaged, and all of a sudden they're trying to land to well, I, I, I thought you were... I thought we were we were item. Man. Oh, I thought you were interested. <laughs> <laughs> tricky, tricky, tricky. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. And it's important. Uh, and, and this is one thing too. Again, for for people who are transitioning to being married and things like that, there's a whole mindset change that has to happen. Um, yeah. You know where this person that you're marrying really does become top priority. And you yeah. and and I think one of the things that I learned was, OK, an easy way to determine whether or not this person should still be my friend is are they for or against this marriage? That's good. You know, if they are for it, they will support it and then they will also take actions on their end if it was an ambiguous relationship to right. walk in, you know, some very clear guidelines to say okay i can't say this to you even if i feel it i can't right. you know i took to, to the point where they move from either feeling those things or they can manage it in such a way that it does not put you in a crazy space right and i, and I think that's that's good Jeroz. And, and that's let me tell you what's important about that also um the key thing i heard that i heard you say is the either for or against it. What mm-hmm. about the person though? And now I'm now I become interviewer. What about the person who was initially against it because they thought that you're either one moving too fast, two still not healed from a previous situation, or what about that person that was initially against it, but then when they realized it was something you were going to do, change their position? Yeah, you, you know, I think in scenarios like that, friends, friends who have been with you for some period of time i think they deserve the opportunity to change yeah i agree you know i think they deserve the opportunity to change um and i think that comes over time that comes as they get to know the spouse that it also comes i think as they see uh you and your spouse interact um i think sometimes when you see people and you realize you know what they do have chemistry. You know what? They are good for each other. You know what? She does protect him or he right. does protect her. Okay, I can land with that, you know, and right. that type of thing is thing is cool. Um, but I do think we have to be careful about those people who will be vocal to say this won't last or to say, you know, up. Oh, do your thing. I'll be here when it's over. Like that kind of stuff. I think we have to be good with saying, no, I'm good. You know, right. like I, I, I just remember, gosh, when Yanni and I were, you know, going through our engagement period, Lord knows. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know how many friends she lost, but for me, I lost some folks um, and some of it I knew and some of it I didn't. Like there were people who suddenly literally left my life with no announcement, uh, which shocked me a bit. And then I kind of thought about it. I was like, well, I mean, 
if they do that, I'm not chasing them, you know. Um, but I think it's important that people get to that point where they say, okay, if it comes down to it, it's me and my spouse against the world, you know. Um, hopefully it won't come down to that. But if it does, I got to choose my spouse. And I right. think our spouses want that at least what i've learned is our spouses want that because then when they get that they're not concerned then about who you pick as a friend or am i wrong on that no that's right that's right yeah yeah so i think i think it's an important discussion because again people don't think about these kinds of things in terms of choosing friends and not choosing friends or the impact that that will have because i've just seen people who will put their spouse on the back burner and say no 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 me and this friend 20 years like yeah mm-mm. no you got to be more sensitive than that and that's the unwise um you got to be careful with that especially as and, and it doesn't have to be of the opposite sex sometimes uh like you know <laughs> imagine this you know your your wife doesn't like or doesn't care for a male friend but he's always at the house. Right. That's the problem. And and I'm going to tell you something that you need to be careful of, too. And this is, I think this is good for, in general, for this conversation, mm-hmm. is that um, be careful when your, when your mate tells you that, especially that one of your friends makes her uncomfortable right. or vice versa. Right. Your husband tells you that, that your female friend makes him uncomfortable. Um, pay attention to that. Right. Because, because, because the, the, here's the key about betrayal. It's always something, if you expect it, it's not betrayal. Mm. You know, if it's expected, it's not betrayal. It's what was expected. Right. But if you don't expect it, that's when it becomes betrayal. Right. So, so be attention and, and, and trust uh, that, that either way you sit down as a couple and you, this is a good um, developmental thing for you to talk about these um, uneasy feelings about the people you connect with outside of the covenant. I think it's, it's important that, that couples learn to mature in that area. Yeah, let, let's, let, I want to touch on this right before we go because you just hit on something that I think is really important. How valuable and how important is it for couples to have what you've eloquently described as the uncomfortable conversations? And this can really go in a number of subject matter because I think what happens is a lot of couples, you know, we get excited about the wedding, we get excited about guilt-free sex, we get excited about, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. Like we get excited about all of these things and some who are you know a lot more saved might say oh i'm just excited about doing ministry with you and doing life with you right (laughs) so we get excited about all that but then in the middle of all of that there are uncomfortable conversations that we end up having to have or we try to avoid um how do you prepare people for those uncomfortable conversations i think one of the things you're right is that is that um what triggers the need for those uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations in most marriages is that we avoid them until they become a full-blown argument. Right. And and normally what happens in the argument are bits and pieces of reality of the way I really feel about something or the way I really see something comes out. Mm-hmm. And it comes out in a not-too-nice not manner. Right. And so I will say things that that when the argument dies down and, and, and we're back to a peaceful state, they linger because it was a new and fresh bit of information that was not introduced until I became heated enough right, right. to say it. 
And so what I think should happen is, is that, that we should schedule times where we talk. What, what, are, what are you most comfortable to talk? And you should have these, what you call uncomfortable conversations. Um, as, as something comes up, we should say, you know, I think we really should talk about this. And, and, and there should be a way to enter the conversation. And what's as important is that if the conversation becomes too volatile to finish, there should be a way where we both could agree to let it go until we're prepared for it. Yeah. And not just try to force it and force it and force it. Because what has to happen is that both uh, parties have to be um, comfortable enough to at least have the conversation. And then we have to monitor one another to make sure that we're, that we're like, for example, I want to make sure that she's hearing what I'm saying. Right. And, and that, and that also I'm saying it correctly. Right. And, then, and I, and I want to make sure that, um, that, that she's comfortable. And then when it's her turn to say something, I want to make sure that I'm not defensive. I'm, I'm open and that I'm hearing her right. and, and that the end of the conversation is us closer or stronger and, and us at least knowing where the other person stands. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes it takes uh, months, weeks, months, years, mm-hmm. and sometimes decades to, to come to um, equal footing or, the, or see eye to eye on a subject. Yeah. And so we, we have to understand. We got, we got to death to us part to figure it out. So we don't have, have to rush it. We don't, we don't have to pressure it. It, it, it could wait. Wow. We could we could massage it until it softens, until we both can handle it, get wrap our minds and our hands around it and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is the decision we're going to come to, and we're both going to agree to walk this route with this particular subject. Man, that's that's so good, and I really hope people grab that. You know, you have until death do us part to fix it to resolve yeah. it and so if if it doesn't happen in one conversation and i think that's important because again i think people think it just happens like they know and it doesn't just happen there's a lot of no. work there's a lot of work yeah so i i hope you guys have enjoyed today's session i think it's been very powerful and very enlightening and informative and so certainly the lessons that you've learned we want to hear those lessons they really encourage us so uh by all means hit us up by way of social media and use the hashtags either heart to heart or on course that's h-a-r-t the number two and then h-e-a-r-t and let us know what you think what you've learned from this discussion and even if there are questions that you have that you'd like for us to answer on a future episode episode we would love to do that so by all means reach out to us and then make sure you're sharing these podcasts with your friends and loved ones you can certainly rate those and download those and subscribe to those on itunes and google play join us next time as we get on course with heart ramsey